If you want to know what's happening on the local political landscape, Katie Wolf has it covered on 360. Everyone is listening. Mix 104.9. Royal Darwin Hospital apparently had a code yellow again last week. Um, or the statement which has been sent through to us from Royal Darwin Hospital is that, uh, or the Department of Health, is that Royal Darwin Hospital ha- experienced a peak in bed demand last week and as such had to enact capacity management plans. Uh, they've said that patient safety is a priority and the dedicated staff at RDH work hard to ensure Territorians can continue to receive the best patient-centred care possible in these periods of high demand. Um, they are urging people who have non-emergency health needs to see their GP as soon as they become sick to try to avoid becoming acutely unwell. Uh, this also helps them to care for those who most need a hospital bed. Now, joining us on the line to talk further about this from the Australian Medical Association, the President here in the Northern Territory, Dr Robert Parker. Good morning, Dr Parker. Morning, Katie. Um, can you talk us through uh, last week? Um, uh, we understand that obviously this was uh, what the uh, department is calling a peak in demand. Is is that what it is? Well, basically, yeah. The hospital had too many patients um, and not enough beds. Basically, um, yeah. So there's various ways of describing it, such as code, code yellow or peak in demand. Yeah. And so, Dr Parker, what exactly does it mean? I guess the obvious thing is there's not enough beds, but does it just mean there's not enough beds in emergency or are we talking about there being a situation where people aren't sort of able to be moved from the emergency ward into other wards? Well, that's right. I mean, basically, beds are full and uh, the emergency department is, I suppose, the default area of care until you can actually find beds in other areas. How often is this type of thing happening? Well, as per the regular media and yourself, it's been a reasonably regular occurrence um, for the last couple of years. And in fact, my letter to uh, Minister Hunt a couple of years ago, which caused all the kerfuffle, yeah. where he accused the NT government of being the worst government in Australia, that's subsequently been repaired, I gather, um, <laughs> relates to, again, the, the pressure on the hospital, that really um, the Territory's got major health issues. And uh, as pointed out in the letter to uh, Minister Hunt at the time, We've got double the number of avoidable admissions compared to the rest of Australia, you know. And so avoidable admissions are exactly the issues that the health department are referring to where people should be getting suffixed in primary care rather than it escalate into a, a medical condition that requires hospital treatment. Dr Parker, we know that this obviously has a massive strain on the staff at the hospital and our doctors and nurses do a phenomenal job, but just how difficult is it when you've got a situation where, you know, you've got people double bunked in the emergency room, for example? It is very difficult, but again, I want to, as you just have, I want to pay tribute to the, not just the doctors and nurses, but the OTs, the physios, the cleaners, the cooks, you know, the whole hospital yep. um, is working overtime to do everything. And, I mean, we're dealing with some heroes here right through the health system who really work above their, above their capacity to really make the system work. Um, Dr. Dr Parker, let's talk about some of those other wards. I mean, what's I guess some of us and some listening this morning will be thinking, why have we still got a situation where we uh, have a code yellow last week at Royal Darwin Hospital when we've got a second hospital now out at Palmerston? Well, that's the old story, Katie, as we all know about whether Palmerston is or not is or is not efficient and the whole process of whether it should have been built in the first place. Um, yeah, so, I mean, um, 
I'll, I think I'll let the viewers make up their own mind, or the, yeah. the listeners make up their own minds about that. Um, Dr. Parker, are there any areas in particular at the moment where uh, you know where it is quite difficult? I know that mental health is uh, is an area which you're very passionate about, but are there you know are there areas at the moment where where we're seeing a real, I guess, a real difficulty in terms of uh, of beds and and being able to provide the services that people require? Well, again, I suppose the one of the continuing concerns for us is the ongoing six surgical vacancies they're unable to attract surgeons to work in, in a regular way they can obviously get locals to cover stuff but you know they, they've got six vacancies in the surgical area that can't they can't fill at the moment wow. um, and um, that would be affecting um, operation lists and potentially flow through of patients so um, obviously the AMA is very concerned about that I think the, the health department are concerned um, and that particularly, I, I know it sounds a bit sad, but with the, with the upcoming EBA later in the year, um, that's obviously a very significant issue to be addressed because if we can't, uh, unfortunately with um, the medical stuff, you, you often got to pay people to come. And if we haven't got the wages to attract people, they won't come which does affect the health system like that. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you're talking about those six vacancies and not being able to, to have people here on a more regular basis, surgeons, um, yeah, I would imagine that uh, it means that the wait times and that type of thing for Territorians who actually need to see a surgeon are increased. That's exactly right, Katie. Yep. Well, Dr Parker, I know this is, you know, it's not a new issue, but it is one that impacts absolutely everybody. And, uh, and, and you know, certainly you want to make sure, we want to make sure we've got everything we need uh, here in the Territory when it comes to health. Um, you know, where to from here? I, I know that, you know, like you said, you wrote to the to the Federal Health Minister a couple of years back and it did cause a bit of a stir. Um, but, uh, you know, how do we sort of try to, to mend this or try to make sure that we've got the staff that we need and, and got the facilities that we need? Well, Katie, I mean, I've, I've, Minister Hunt, to his credit, we recently wrote to Minister Hunt about the, the issue with mental health and Minister Hunt, to his credit, has been working with Minister Files in terms of, development of services so we're reasonably happy with the way that's progressed although obviously you know we could we could do with more service in that area i mean i, I did write to minister hunt and treasurer freudenberg before the last year before the um federal state health funding agreements were done exactly to try and get more money for the territory minister files has told me she's reasonably happy with that funding agreement as is but obviously the issue is, again relates you just can't establish a bed in a hospital you can you can put a bed in a ward yeah. but obviously the the issue is ongoing staffing and that's much more expensive in a recurrent way than just putting a bed in a ward and it's those staffing ratios and being able to employ staff to service the beds that that's, that's a significant health increase and unfortunately there are peaks and troughs so the, the health service has a responsibility to the patients they've also got a responsibility to the taxpayer to make sure that health works efficiently and not spending too much money um, so it's always that fine balance between having enough beds to cover um, but also spending money in a responsible way. I know when we caught up with uh, the Nursing and Midwifery Union, uh, Kath Hatcher, last week, she had uh, raised some concerns about uh, some of those ratios but also some of the double shifts and things that nurses are working at the moment. Uh, how is it for our, uh, our doctors and surgeons? Well, as I say, I think the surgeons are pretty angry at the moment with the inability to get um, those six positions filled. So I know we're dealing with some... The surgeons are not happy. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the rest of the medical staff. I gather people... I'm not hearing a lot of gossip from the other staff, but I gather people are, you know, are stressed. But again, being the heroes that they are, they're actually covering the work they need to do to make keep 
territory and safe. Yeah, that's the thing that I was, you know, I was, I don't know whether you'd say pleased or unsurprised to hear when we spoke to Kath Hatcher is that you're exactly right. People are doing those double shifts and uh, and that is the thing about everybody that works at the hospital. They do a bloody marvellous job and uh, often under difficult circumstances. Yep, agree totally, Katie. Good on you, Dr Parker. Always good to talk to you and I always appreciate your time. I know you're a very busy person. My pleasure. Thank you. That's Dr Robert Parker there, who is, of course, uh, the president of the AMA, the Australian Medical Association here in the Northern Territory.